Hello, welcome along to season two of my time in the Gansey here on the Left Wing Back podcast. We're delighted to be back with eight more exciting guests for this series and just like last season we will have something different in each episode while hitting eight new clubs. Uh, this season will feature players from O'Loughlin, Kilbride, St Fortunes, Carrathown Hurling Club, Clonmore, Navon, Tinryland and Ballon with some great stories to be told along the way. Uh, first up is a man who needs no introduction has to be said. It's widely noted that if he had been playing in Cork, he'd probably have all the medals in both codes. He's played all over Ireland, and longevity of his career says it all after playing senior club championship in both codes well into his 40s. It is, of course, the one and only Johnny Nevin, and this episode is brought to you in association with Carla Dental Centre, your award-winning dental clinic located in Grey Cullen, open seven days a week, offering all types of dentistry for you and your family, the very best dental care at affordable prices. You can call the reception team on 059-91-73762 or visit the website at www.carladentalcentre.ie. Make the call and start loving your smile. Do hope you enjoy the programme. Here we go. Johnny, how's things? Good to have you on. Ah, sure. Good, Kevin. We're just, uh, hopefully the sunshine is starting to give us a bit of uplift and hopefully... um in the next few weeks, like uh, maybe the, the inter-county scene is on its way back and maybe the, the club scene will be on its way back as well. And, you know, look, maybe the, the times are getting better down the road in front of us now, you know? Absolutely. Well, look, I mean, the last year has been chaotic, but, you know, we are getting closer to the return of inter-county action, obviously. But it gives us an opportune time, Johnny, to, to look back on things. And, I mean... You know, we've plenty to look at, back on with yourself anyway. Um, a stellar career in both hurling and football. You played a bit of soccer as well. There wasn't a whole lot you weren't good at, in fairness to you. But I suppose if we can take things back to, you know, day dot, um, growing up, you know, GA was obviously a no-brainer for you, and it was always the route you were going to go down, I take it. Yeah, well, look at Kevin. We were always involved at under-14 football and that, and... Uh... You know, we we had a, a good team under 14 uh, with Michael Davids. So we took it from there. We're always in around the semi-finals or finals of championships, you know. Yeah. And uh, now a little dicky bird tells me, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Did you have a little spell with Bagnestown at some stage underage? No, I never had a spell with Bagnestown at any stage underage. No, no. I've vicious rumour. What? A vicious no. rumour to start us off. Yeah, a vicious rumour, I think. Um, no, I played all my underage with Michael Davids. And look, at there was an under-14 hurling team there as well. And um, I would have played with that. I would have played with actually John Tindles was the football under under 14 and under 16, uh, Kevin. So that's where I would have played most of, me, most of me underage football, you know. Yeah, and growing up along, I don't know, did you have too much underage success in terms of winning medals and stuff? It wasn't kind of... You got into the adult ranks that things started to prove a bit more fruitful. No, look, Kevin, the only underage medal I have is an under-21 hurling medal that I won with, with uh, Parnells. We beat St Mullins in the county final. That's the only underage medal I won. Um, we're beating an under-21 football final, be a rogue, be a pint. We would have been beaten by Burn Rangers in semi-finals, a minor as well, and they would have went down and won it. Um, but that was it. Uh, I captained that Parnells team to win the win the under 21 hurling championship yeah so despite not having that success you're you obviously really really enjoyed the game uh growing up along you played a bit of soccer too though and did you win a premier division title at some stage down in Lachlan yeah we won the premiership title and I able to put the year on it to celebrate it there 25 years ago 
Um, I think it was two years ago. Yeah, I would have been part of that team when we won that. Yeah. Which brings me to something that I will show a clip of a little bit later on in the program, Johnny. But talk to us then about you know going to play with all Auckland because obviously coming from Lachlan Bridge, many people felt that uh, we would have had Johnny Nevin with Lachlan. Why all Lachlan and why not Lachlan Bridge? Or how did that come about? Um, I suppose really the, the, when I left school in Lachlan Bridge, like um, I wasn't really ever like. When I left school in Lachlan Bridge, I probably was living in Claw Sutton and uh, I was living in Claw Sutton and the lads that were around there, say Tom Norris, Huey Fitzgerald, Brian Ellard, um, I would have been playing football with those boys in the evening time and uh, they kind of all went their own way and went to Lachlan, you know, and played whatever football they were. But they were the guys I would have really hung around with, you know. Yeah. And uh, I suppose, it was a kind of um, just that I, I went with the boys and played with them and, and, and that was it. Yeah, sim- simple as that. And uh, we would love to have you in Lachlan, not out the way things turned out, Johnny. But uh, I mean, for, for you then, you know, with, with all Lachlan, the, the first real thing you won with all Lachlan, am I right in saying it's in 1986 and you won the intermediate title against their Rogue? Yeah, it was an intermediate football final. Um against their og i think the score was four four to eight points we both scored the same amount of scores but we scored four goals in it um we beat their og in the final um in dr cullen extremely difficult to do to be any air team in a county final definitely and okay we mentioned the soccer briefly the reason for that just have a quick little look at this here <laughs> how about that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that just looked, that was one of those days, you know, a ball broke on the ground, I brought on my feet and, uh, you know, just my instinct was I had a step on the defender, keep going. Um, I just took it around the goalie and, and uh, uh, popped it into the net and uh, it was kind of the winning goal in that match, you know. Yeah, so um, you obviously went on to, to coach <laughs> for quite a long time and you probably know where this is going to go. You'd be saying to a lad, go down over that ball, don't mind playing soccer. And there's you, whatever age you were, only, <laughs> only a chap. You take a ball from the halfway line, soccer style, the whole way in and put it in the back of the net. <laughs> yeah, well, it just, it was something was, it just was instinct. I took it on at my feet, you know. I thought I could have been 30 or 40 yards out, but I just took it on at my feet and kept going and kept going and kept going, you know. So, um, ju- it was just instinct. Um, yeah. I could see the break was on and it was one-to-one at that stage, you know. Mm. And it's mad the way this all happened so quickly, obviously, but it's, you're just so conscious of it even in the moment, like. Oh, yeah. I just, like, there was only a few minutes left in the game and the game was hanging in the balance. Or Lachlan might have been a pint or two up, but Aero were, were, were kind of really pressing hard at that stage late in the game. And I think we broke down the field against the run of play and we got the goal and it kind of that took the wind out of our sails then and gave us the momentum for the last few minutes, you know. Johnny, I think if we had YouTube in the 80s now and someone saw that, you could be over in England very quickly. You might never have heard of Johnny Nevin, the hurler of football or Carlo. <laughs> I'd probably be a wealthy man, so okay. <laughs> well, listen, like, we'll take it back to the, to the GA stuff and that's just a remarkable video. And uh, a lad that's not a million miles away from you may or may not have sent that. And he may or may not have also been a guest on last year's uh, series as well. So it doesn't take a genius to work out who it was. But um, 
87, another championship success, this time with, with Parnells and against Aaron Zone in the final. Yeah, um, I remember it well. It was played of a played of a Sunday evening in, in Dr. Cullen. Um, Aaron Zone would have been favourites for the match. Um, uh, we beat Palantine in the semi-final, but we were kind of really good. We were coming into form. We are after playing a challenge match in, in Wexford against uh, Marshallstown the week before we played Palantine and played really well and played really well again Palantine and the momentum stayed going with us and uh we won we won we won that final easily enough. Yeah, and on the back of those two championship successes then you started going in with the county in around eighty eight, yeah? Yeah, I would have started to appear yeah, on 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 yeah, well I would have been at I would have been playing Kevin under I would have played minor and under twenty one with the county. I would have played minor. Um, we played in the Leinster semi final again. Meet football. Uh, we played several in under twenty one match championships as well. I would have been playing a minor and under twenty one with the county as well. You know. Yeah, but uh, I suppose to, to to move on into into the senior ranks, that was that was a fair step up. And like Carlo had good teams in the eighties, particularly in football when they were contesting league quarterfinals and stuff and obviously that was in, in that decade was the last time Carlo had got promoted prior to twenty eighteen. So there was good lads knocking around that time. It wasn't an easy team to come into like No, it wasn't it wasn't an easy team to come into. Um I suppose that was eighty seven and that eight yeah we were in the semi final senior football championship against Raffili and we were beaten in a in in the third game. Um so like we were kind of putting ourselves in the window there for for to get selected for the county, you know. Um, but it wasn't easy to come into it. There was a lot of good footballers around. If you start mentioning Tommy Dwyer, Tom Cullen, Larmalai, Willie Dial, Paddy Quirk, they were all around then, you know. Yeah, serious names, serious names, John. Um, that's another thing we, we might touch on actually, because you know we will come to different lads and that you come up against, but you know. Yourself and Paddy Quirk are kind of known as two of the greatest jewel stars that the Carlo has ever had. And um, you have many good battle with him, particularly in county finals, which we will come to a little bit later on in the programme. But um, another another serious operator, like. Yeah, sure. He was uh, <clears throat> he was really, really competitive and really, really motivated and had huge ability as well and a big, strong, physical man, you know. Um, and always wanted to give of his best and, and just was... He he was the linchpin for for Nave Ohm when when Nave Ohm were winning the championships. Um, he was he was the man at that stage, the driving force. He was the real driving force in that team, you know. Yeah, and like the battles, like uh, as we said, uh, particularly in '94, which will come to. I mean, there were there were incredible incredible battles. But we'll stick with we'll stick with the we'll go you know with time relevance as as the fella said. An All Ireland success with Carlo in nineteen ninety two, and um, you know that was obviously a big, big thing for Carlo at the time. You know there was a bit of a struggle there for a while, and uh, some great players on that team. So talk us through that one. Yeah, well, Kev, look, really, what happened there was, um, I suppose, Carlo had been very, very close in the All Ireland B for a few years, and they got bet in, they got bet in the the one uh, I think it was a home fight, and then they got bet in a final there as well, be London at one stage in Doctor Cullen. And then I suppose Martin Fitzpatrick came in as tra- as the new manager of Carlo, and I think a, a lot of players 
some of them had finished and he kind of went with a new group of players, a group of young players, Martin Fitzpatrick did, and worked work from there, of course. 92, we won it, but we were beaten in, in, in the home final in 91 by, by uh, Westmeath, you know. Yeah. Um, but in 92, we got the upper of Westmeath, upper hand of Westmeath in um, in Tullamore after a replay, and we went on to London to win it then in London. And, of course, uh, that led us to playing that good Galway team in Dr. Cullen Park in the All-Ireland quarterfinal. Yeah, that was a serious day. I wish I was uh, kind of able to remember that. Uh, it was a little bit before my time, John, but, you know, everyone speaks of, of that day and some incredible individual performances as well on the day. Yeah, well, like, Galway had so many, so many All-Ireland winners in the team everywhere you went. So, like, if you were looking for... If you were looking for an easy, as as a lad says, an easy ride in the day, it was. It, I started marking Michael Coleman. I ended up marking Joe Cooney. So, like um, those incredible players: Tony Keady, P. Finnerty, Jerry McInerney, uh, the Hopper McGrath, Joe Rabbit. All those were playing. Mark Mullins played huge game for Carlo at centre forward that day. You know, he scored five points off Keady. Yeah, which no easy feat. The late great Tony Keady, like, and you know, we know Mullins wasn't too simple either. And he obviously went on to to Hurlburt Cork and, and the the captain Cork. But what was it like on that day, putting put your wits against you know some of the the best in the business? And was that kind of your first real taste of coming up against the cream of the crop? Um, that was probably our our first real taste of real. It was a real championship game. It was an All Ireland quarter final. Um, huge crowd. The Carla supporters are always great supporters to turn up. They're very, very passionate about their game. And if if they've anything support at all, they will be out to support you. And it was just a huge crowd there in Dr. Cullen. And of course, Galway were coming down. They had to get a job done. They had to move on. They wanted to get to an All-Ireland, an All-Ireland semi-final. So, but look, I wouldn't say at any stage it was any way intimidating. It was just, you just soaked up the atmosphere and you got on with it and you let yourself let yourself go and you, you hurl as best you could on the day. Did you feel like you could have took him, truthfully? Uh, I thought we're really, really going up. I thought we're really, really going well up to half, just about two minutes before half time. And uh, we just, we just give away a simple, we give away a soft enough goal, just right on the stroke of half time. And, uh, you know, that gave him a bit more momentum, gave him a four-point lead where they would have only had a one-point lead going instead, you know. But look, they probably had another gear in them. They were going to hope it, if we had to ask them more questions in the second half, they'd, they'd have to try and come with the answers. And look, they were winning All-Irelands at the time. So I'm sure they would I'm sure they would have the answers, you know. They were winning They were winning All-Irelands at the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, I suppose to move things on a little bit then, another All-Irelands success in 94, and uh, that was, I suppose, really a reflection of where Carlo were and probably should have been anyway at that point with Aero being so good. Football was starting to come on again. And uh, I suppose, you know, you were kind of, I won't say expecting to win one, but you really should have been winning one considering the players you had. And you did go win at 94, or in, in, in fairness, like, you know. Yeah, um, we had a, a lot of good footballers hanging around the county as well. Aerog were starting to go well as well. Um, Bobby Miller came in to 
managed the team and uh, did an extremely good job. Um, we took our chance in that All Ireland B. We 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 had to beat three monster teams um, to get to the final. We had to beat Clare, who were after winning the Munster the year before. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. In in football, um, Waterford and Tipperary in the semi final before we played Westmeat in the final in Tullamore. And again, I'm not saying you know you take these things for granted, but you were good enough to do it, like. Yeah, well, um, to win the final was a huge was a huge achievement in 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 Tullamore because Westmeath were a very very fancy team at at the time, and we were going well under Matty Kerrigan. In um, he was he was coaching uh, uh, Westmeath at the time, and they were going very very well at the time, and had a lot of good footballers. They would have been fancied, but we we just got to turn them on the day. Be two points in 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 a lot of Carlo lads played very very well in Tullamore. And um, we just got to turn them on the day, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously, ninety four was also okay. You had you had the success with the county, but you had despair, I suppose, with the club because with all Auckland, you lost the intermediate final to Clow Moore, and also obviously with Parnells, you're in a senior final um, against uh, against Navon, and unfortunately, neither of those went well for you. No, um, <clears throat> we were beaten in the hurling final. Be be um, be. Navon, uh, I think before points, um, we hurled well enough on the way on the day, but Navon got I think I think got three goals in the in the in the match, and uh, goals you goals usually win matches, and uh, we didn't score a goal on the day, so um, look, the pip this be a few points on the day. Yeah, um, we was it <clears throat> we lost an intermediate uh, football as well the same year and. Uh, same thing. We didn't. I don't think we scored any goal in that match either, Kevin. And goals usually win finals, and uh, we we failed to score, failed fail to raise raise a green flag in that final as well, and we went down in that as well. <clears throat> yeah. So unfortunate in that regard. But then, when you kick it on a couple of years, you have double delight then because you end up winning the senior hurling final with Nair Breed and also win the intermediate football final with all Auckland against the Blues. Talk to us about Nair Breed first, because that was the first year Nair Breed formed. What was it like in the formation period, you know, the rumblings, the, the makings of it, and then how good it was to actually go on and win a championship, and obviously you captain the side as well? Yeah, I suppose <laughs> in, in the beginning, like, it was a, as there was a lot of, I suppose, Balabrana players on our side of the parish, were getting to know one another really. They were getting to know one another. They had won a minor championship. We won a minor championship as well. We won under twenty one as well. Um, they were getting to know us, and we were getting to know them. But look, we had a very very good manager in Christy Kyo, and uh, he was able to pull the whole job together. And he was after managing Wexford as well. He had big experience. He was after managing Wexford, and um, in fairness to him, uh, we went. <laughs> We went through that championship um, unbeaten to 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 win the championship. Beat Sam Mullins in the final. He was uh, he was a very very good manager and uh, was able to get his point across to lads um, individually without ever having to talk to lads talk to a lad collectively in a group. He was very he was very very good. Christy Kyo. Um yeah. In the football, we were lucky enough to pip the Blues. Uh, O'Hanrahan's in in the county final. I think it was John Hayd might have scored a goal early on in the game, and uh, 
that stayed between us all day. I think it could have ended one seven to eight points. Doc Hughes, uh, being 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 the manager, then that was the blue. That was O'Hanrahan's team. That was the start of a very good O'Hanrahan's team, and uh, went on later to win the intermediate and win senior championships and even win a Leinster. All those boys were were coming then. They were the, the kids on the block coming then, and uh, they were all the great things after. Sure did, and a lot went on to great things because after winning intermediate ninety six, won the senior in ninety seven. So I literally don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did any other team ever do that? Like I mean, that's a serious, serious achievement. Um, I think it did happen in other counties, Kevin. I, 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 I definitely. Clara did it in Kilkenny with seen with intermediate and senior hurling, but definitely in Carlow, I would say that's you're probably you probably hold a distinction there. Um, maybe so. Yeah, it was just look. Uh, we're in a group there uh, in the championship. I remember we 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 played uh, Tinryland, Clonmore. We were beaten in that Clonmore. Yeah, we had Tinryland, Clonmore. We're probably in the easier side. Tinryland, Clonmore, and uh, Michael. Um We we beat Tinryland. We were beaten well, beat Clonmore, uh, and we had um, we had. Michael in the last game in in Dr. Cullen Park and uh, we just won, won that be a couple of points so we were in a semi-final but we had a few injuries and we were we were um, we were very low low key and no one would have been really giving us a chance but look um, we turned up on Doc Hughes was a great motivator. We turned up on the night to play our Philly semi-final of a championship. No one would have really given us a chance. And uh, we turned them over rather easily enough in Dr. Cullen. And uh, even though we were, after doing that, still not Palantine had come and they'd beat Nairog on the other side of it. They'd beat Clamore in the semi-final who had easily beaten us at a stage. But look, um, we got a really good start in that county final. I suppose... Everybody expected just Pal to come in and win it, but we got a really good start in it and the first 15 or 20 minutes and uh, we put a bit of pressure on Pal and uh, we got out in front and once we got out in front, then they, they were chasing us and uh, they just weren't able to catch us. Simple simple as that. Um, it was still a serious, serious achievement, it has to be said. And I, I understand where you might say, I suppose, that you might have got an easier side but uh, <laughs> I think I played Clow Moore and and Michael certainly I was uh, I was black and blue so <laughs> it was it was not in handy given to you either I suppose at the same time not to be taken away from it. No, there's no there's a, like in Carlo with all respect with all respect to all the clubs that are in Carlo there's no easy there's no easy match again any of them you know they're they're all fierce competitive and in the senior championship intermediate championship even junior championship they're all very very competitive and there's just. There's no easy matches. You have to turn up and win them. Yeah, simple, simple as that. John, let's rock things on another little bit. So, so the turn of the millennium and 2002, the O'Born Cup, winning that was a, a massive thing. And, and although kind of in recent times, over the last couple of years, it mightn't hold, say, the same prestige, it was a massive thing for Carlo. And there were some great results in that before you actually won that final against Wheatlaw, I think. Yeah, we beat... <clears throat> Um, we beat. Uh, we beat. We lost. I think awfully in it in the first match, and then we beat Mead. Probably Mead 
were good then and the maybe feeling a bit of an under strength team, but we beat them in Dr. Cullen, then we beat Longford in it, and then we qualified for the semi final again, Leash, and we pipped them be a point in Port Arlington. Um, but some fa- fantastic games of football and some fantastic footballers on the team as well. And possibly the last time Carlo beat Leash in a game of football, I would say. Yeah, I think so. That would have been the last time. Um, before that was 1988 when we beat him in the Leinster Championship in Carlo. Um, then we beat him in that Auburn Cup semi-final in, in uh, we beat him in, 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 I was in Port Harlington that game. And the following Sunday then we had, uh, we had Wicklow in Dr. Cullen Park. Um, it was a peculiar game. Uh, Wicklow played with Breeze in the first half and, um, we didn't see that much ball at the other end of the field, but and Wicklow had a very, very dominant midfield. But we, um, Wicklow shot a good few wides, but I think we just broke up the field and we got a penalty just before half time. And uh, Brian Carberry converted it, and the like we had the breeze in the second half, and uh, we 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 made a count in the second half. I think we wouldn't be six or seven points in the wind up. Yeah, it was massive all the time. Really, really was. And again, Carlo had a good side that just didn't really kick on um, to any great deal. Um, I don't know how it would compare, for, you know, in terms of what you thought of the side in the early to mid-90s, but definitely I thought around the turn of the millennium, Carlo had some fine footballers still. Blues were after winning that Leinster Championship on the turn of the millennium. And um, I suppose it was just rewards winning, winning the Auburn Cup. Just possibly didn't push on enough in the couple of years after that? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, to just find that consistency and to drive it on to another level. And um, we we possibly did, we, we didn't do that. And, um, you know, we had even to got some championship results after that to be awfully in all qualifiers in Carlo that I think of around that time as well. But we just, we just couldn't get the consistency Um to 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 take it on another level you know yeah just just one of those things unfortunately because look as i said it was it was a dang gum side like um let's let's look at 2003 so those games against the blues then county finals do, do you think the first day possibly it got away in you a little bit yeah i think was the the the, the, <clears throat> the blues were a hell of a good team then now and uh we had a good team as well um like possibly Kevin, what we were trying to prove was we got we won in a county final in ninety seven, right? And you know, lads and I, everybody was saying we were lucky and we were you know this and that, and but like we still had to win the county final, but we were always motivated trying to get back to another county final to try and win it, uh, to prove to prove that we were a good side, you know. And uh, look at it, it just the first day was terrible. It was fierce rain and wind in it um but look i think we were slightly the better team the first day and we didn't we didn't really take our chances i know myself i missed a guilt dead chance in second half it possibly could have won the game that was so low scoring but look um the second day the blues were slightly better than us better than us and uh won the match but there were two there were two very very competitive matches you know yeah and to be obviously there or thereabouts at a time where a Blues team has won Leinster and an Aero team has won, you know, did 4-1 when you won in 97 and went on and won a 50 year after. So it just goes to show that uh, you were a decent side. 
Yeah, well, that's what we were out to prove, Kevin. That we had a decent, we had a decent side. We were really playing a top, and uh, we're just that bit motivated, trying to trying to get our hands on the Connell Cup for a second time. That's what was more really motivating us, you know. Um, unfortunately, it didn't happen then. It it happened later on. But look, um, that was disappointing because we could have, we were probably the better team the first day, but we didn't. We didn't capitalise on our chances and uh, <clears throat> the Blues were probably that bit better the second day and they did take their chances. Yeah, well, in 2004, it was, a, it was a great year on the club front and I'll come to you on the county stuff as well, but uh, winning a second championship with, with Nair Breed and that was really, really kind of unexpected, I would say, because Nair Breed weren't given much of a chance at the start of the year. I suppose now we're Ballin Killen who got to the final as well. Uh, Am I right in saying that kind of just took on a life of its own once you got to the semi-final stage with that win over Rangers? Because before that, it was a little bit all over the place. You kind of got your act together near the tail end and at the right time. Yeah, definitely so, Kevin. I'd say um, that's the truth of it. Uh, look, we were after being knocked out of football, I think, and the following week we had to play a Michelin in, in in a match. And if we if we won that match, we were in the... If we won that match, we were in the semi-final, but we had to beat Michel to win to 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 get to the semi-final. And I think if we had to lose, we were out. But we beat Michel um of a Friday night in Dr. Cullen and we got momentum going. Then we got um Mount Leinster in the semi-final and we beat them in Dr. Cullen. And then we really had momentum uh because Ballinkillen knocked out Michel and Ballon Kellen went into it as favourites, but um, we were, I think we won it easily enough on the day, be six or seven points in the fight. We just got momentum going and we've a lot of good hurlers. We had a lot of good hurlers then. And when um, when lads would be playing more hurling and we wouldn't be playing football at that stage, they'd be getting better. They'd be getting better be the week like. And that's what happened. Nebri got better be the week. And as the weeks went on, they got better and they won the championship. Yeah. And obviously, a victory over our clock in Leinster and a, subsequently a performance uh, against, uh, what do you call it, um, Owler Tabala, sorry. Um, and quite good in the first half. In the second half, they did step it up a gear. You were the right to hustle with Martin Story that day. And the two of you, you yeah. know, um, were obviously fairly well on at that stage, even though you played for nearly a decade after. But I think he was he was possibly in around the 40 mark and you weren't too shy of it either. Um, I think, yeah, he's a good. He was a good hurler, though. Um, he was really, he was really um, top class hurler. He's now Ireland winner, now Ireland captain, you know. And that Owler the ballot team was very, very good. There was names through with Liam Dunn, uh, Tomas Dunn, Paul Finn, all those guys through that team. They were really, really, really good. They were dominant in Wexford at that stage, you know. Um, yeah, we hurled okay in the first half. It was level, but they came out and they got a break at the start of the second half, got a goal, and look, they kicked on from there. You know, they probably had another gear in them as well, you know. And what was it like coming up against Martin Story in comparison to, say, Joe Coney? Like, how did they, how did they, obviously Coney was kind of a little bit younger than Story was at that particular point, but um, good, to, um, good, to, good to pitch our wits against both of them, I suppose. Yeah. Um, uh, story was a story was a very elusive hurler, you know, he'd break off you and pick off points there, you know, that's the way he played. Um Cooney was Cooney was an outstanding hurler, he's probably one of the best hurlers I ever played against. Um 
you know, he was really, really deceptive. He was he had pace, he had huge hurling ability and his awareness of what was going on around him and what was going to happen around him were top class and he just you know, he 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 t- he takes some mark and he was just he's unbelievable hurler like. Simple simple as that. Two thousand and four, obviously uh, a stellar performance against Longford, uh four fifteen to one sixteen, which earned you player of the month along with uh, Dan Shannon, who got it in the hurling. Um, I'm reliably informed that Dan took the mother and father to the award ceremony, and you got a busload up from Lachlan. <laughs> Tell us about that one. Yeah, well, sure, look at the, the kind of... the kind of said, sure, make sure and bring on a few, would you, when you're going, so... Um, a few of the boys were dying for... <laughs> they were dying for a day out, so... Um, we brought them on there up to Dublin, sure, and that was a really really warm day and sure we were kind of out of the championship at that stage Carlo and sure Waterford were still in the championship but um, I would have got a crack on the day and sure we got a few drinks on the way home and sure sure it was a day to remember you know um, yeah, so you, it was, we stepped off there in Narramore on the way down and got beers there and uh, the, I think the European championships were on the same time Kevin you know yeah so you had it right there with all together Ah, with a good day, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, great day out. Yeah, good stuff. You'd be you'd be one every now and then. We wouldn't mind it out now shortly as well with all this crack going on. But the following year, I suppose, then it started kind of. I think you went with the horrors the following year, if memory serves me correct. And it was in around the time the Christian Cup came in. Um, was all five then your last year, kind of as intercounty player? Yeah, that was my last year. Yeah, um, yeah, I just finished up then. I just probably had enough of it and wanted to give a little bit more, just give a little bit in the wind-up to your club and finish up, you know. Um, but look, at I enjoyed my inter-county career. There was there was some, obviously, winning All-Ireland B football, hurling, O'Byrne Cups, winning a few Q Cups. Uh, that day, going to Dublin to win, to win Vodafone Football of the Month. Uh, all that sort of stuff. So I have some good memories of it, Kevin, you know. You have a lot more than a lot of people, let me tell you. But um, we, we may go back to the close stuff then. 1008. Thought it was about 1008. I think actually, funnily enough now, you might have been the oldest lad on the panel and I think I was the youngest lad on the panel. So here we are having the conversation, what, 13 years later, which is which is quite cool really. But uh, again, I don't think it was a championship nobody were expected to win. And I don't think they're expecting to win it after about 61 or 2 minutes either. Or maybe even 63. But in the 64th, <laughs> Um, Alan Brennan scored the famous goal and you know and everybody stopped the three in a row you got man of the match I think you were 42 years of age Mark and Willie Hickey who was in the, the peak of his powers at the time um, Peter Panstuff really as Leo McGough I think described at the time uh, look at Kevin um, sure there was a championship there I think in the quarter final of that against Bagnus and were Aaron's own Whoever won that game went to the went to the semi final and it ended in a draw. And I think we went there by scoring difference. Um, Aaron's own were extremely unlucky that day. They probably should have beaten us in Doctor Cullen Park. Um, but look, we took our break. We got we got into the semi final then against St Mullins. No one really gave us a chance, and uh, we hurled really well in the semi final against St Mullins and and just pipped them. In the last few minutes of it, in Doc, in uh, Doctor Cullen, and then it was into the final against Mount Leinster Rangers, um, and really no one gave us a chance going in there. But look, um, 
you know, we've been in two county finals with Nebri before that. We won both of them. So look, um, we just it was unbelievable. Like it went to the last seconds where the ball uh, went out for a sixty-five, dropped in. Um, Alan Brennan met on it and it just ended in a net. And the referee, the ball was poked out and the game was over. So it was just incredible scenes in Doctor Colin Park. Um, you know, for Nebri to win their third senior hurling championship, and uh, just it was incredible that day. You know, it really was, John and. Um, like you know, we've already kind of said it was almost fairy tale stuff. I don't remember any other county final being anywhere near as dramatic. The only one that comes close, I think, was possibly Rangers and St. Mullins a couple of years ago when St. Mullins got the, the lay point to win it. But in terms of like literally a goal with the last poke, it doesn't really get much more dramatic than that. Like, no, it couldn't be any more dramatic than that. And uh, I thought the referee was going to blow it off every second, every second, and he gave the 65, and it just, it just ended in the. It just ended in the net, and that was it. It was incredible. Then a day had no chance really to equalise, you know. And Johnny, you had a, a very difficult decision to make then, because in the first round of the Leinster Championship, which Nairi were operating at intermediate level, it was possibly the closest Leinster Championship encounter, I would say, in terms of uh, clubs that were, you know, proximity-wise, because Comer is obviously no length from the border and, and our kind of catchment area in Nairi, but. You were called up to play international rule stuff, uh, a master's international rules or something like that. How tough was that decision to actually? I know some people would say it was a yeah. no brainer to go to Australia, but obviously it wasn't that straightforward. Missed out that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I missed that game against Comer, but all reports are they had a lot of chances to win it, and they just they were pippy two points, you know. So, but look, um, I suppose at the time. You want to see a bit of the world as well, and you want to try and see a bit of the world as well. And um, I went to Australia that time, and just probably to see a bit of the world more so than playing masters football. And and uh, then I I missed out on that match. Um, but I, look, I don't have any regrets because um, there was a lot of there was a lot of years that um, you didn't go anywhere, you know. Mm. So was it a little bit more straightforward than people might have thought like that? Okay, I'm, I'm going. Because like, in fairness, it's a serious opportunity. You're giving a lot of service, obviously, and um, perfectly entitled to go. But it was still, it still would have took a bit of thinking, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. So I I know, I just look at ever before the county final and ever before we won the county final, I had my mind made up, I was going. I just wanted to see a bit of Australia and... I knew I was going to be moving around in Sydney and I was going to be in Perth or Sydney and I was going to be in um I was going to be in Brisbane and I was and, and I was going to be in Melbourne, you know, when when the Melbourne Cup was going on. So I just no, I, I just wanted to see a bit of of the world and uh unfortunately just at that stage then the uh the hurling had to take a back seat. Yeah. And Moving on then, you know, there was a couple of more championships with all Auckland. Um, you lost that 09 final to, to Raffili, learned from it and came back the following year and bet Raffili in 2010 and won another one in 2011. So back-to-back championships. Yeah, all Auckland were very, very good then. They had a very, very good team then. Um, they had a lot of players all coming together at the one time. Um, they took their chance, uh, won a couple of championships and went on and lost a couple after that. But 
good panel of players there. The twenty players to pick from Kevin all the time then, and uh, uh, you know they were they were just um, they were that little bit better than than anything else in the county at that stage. So for you then, you gave at least another four years playing. I know eventually you played a bit of junior football all Auckland, but definitely you were playing senior hurling, I think, up as far as maybe 2015. Um, I'm not going to ask you to reveal your age if you don't want to, but you, sh- you surely weren't, you know, if you do the maths, you weren't too far away from the 5-0 playing senior championship hurling and still being fairly competitive. Uh, How did you do it? No. Um, I didn't play I didn't play hurling beyond 2012, I'd say, Kevin. Um, I think I finished in 2012 hurling. I had a well. Come here, I hold on. Far be it, far be it for me to call you a liar now. But I definitely played championship with you in 2013 at least. So, um, well, and I think you were around in 14. I'm nearly sure you're around 14. So <laughs> you're I taking a few years it. off yourself. 13. I remember that all right playing, but I th- I kind of picked up a hamstring after that, and that was it. I finished up then, and uh, you know there was. There was nothing left to play for then, you know, once you start picking up hamstrings and uh, you just can't move. And um, I'd say I'd say definitely you were on, on the team that year that I finished up that year, you know. Well, it was unbelievable to give that level of service, like playing, Jesus, nearly 30, what, 30, 30 years senior championship or whatever it was, like not, not too far away from it. Like it was, it was incredible stuff. How did you keep going? Um, actually, look at, I suppose everybody, I suppose between intermediate and senior, I probably would have played for 20 years at, at maybe, maybe a little bit longer, but look, sure. You just play with the club and you just play with your county and that's it. And you know, um, she so go there to, it's a good old social out and there to go and play. And I liked playing and, you know, you get into liking playing and I like the playing and meeting the boys after going for a few beers and a few bit of a laugh with the boys after and the socializing end of it going around and uh you know i i, I enjoyed it and 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 that was basically it. it's just but you, you motivate yourself to play as well you know mm. but you have to keep yourself right too ah yeah you have to live a fairly fairly um rigid lifestyle like you can't be just uh yeah, no, you'd be training well, you'd be training well, you'd be trying to eat well, and you'd be trying to all to do all the right things. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't, I was never a huge socializing man, even though I like to drink, I like to drink after a game, but I was never, a, I, was not, I was never, um, I was never a real big drinking man, you know? Yeah, that's just the way it was. So there's no like out and out secret to the longevity then. Are you just a freak of nature? <laughs> ah, well, I I could be a freak of nature, and that's it. But look, <laughs> I'm not able to say that, Kevin. You don't know. But look, um, you mind yourself well. I didn't pick up many injuries, knee injuries, or hamstrings, or that until late in my career, and I didn't have any real, real bad injuries that were going to dampen your in- enthusiasm for the game. And that's really. Um, that's really why you keep playing. Like I suppose if I was picking up injuries all the time, Kevin, I wouldn't be playing because your enthusiasm would be dampened. But once you weren't picking up injuries, you'd say you'd stay plowing on, you know. 
So this brings us to the business end of things, John. So we've um, brought this into season two with us as well. We had it in season one where we get our guests to pick the, the best 15 they've played with. It can be club, county, schools, whatever, just as long as you played with them at some stage. Um, obviously, being the dual star, we did ask you to pick two of them and you had to put yourself on them. So I don't know if you have it to, to hand, but uh, what did you do? Who did you go with? What was your criteria? Um, which would you like first, Kevin? Shall we start with the hurling? Right, okay. Um, uh, the hurling, um, I'm, I'd say you'll be familiar with a lot of the players that I picked on it. Um, I started most, probably going to be five or six of them off our All-Ireland winning beat team in 92. I started with um, Richie Keelty in the goalie. He's very, very reliable goalkeeper. So, uh, um, he was in the goal, um, uh, in the full back line. I put Shane Kavanagh, uh, a cornerback, Niall Barmerick at full back, and Tom English, um, who was a very, very strong operator too on our All Ireland winning team in, in, in 92. Um, on the half back line, I put Eddie Cody at right half back, um, brilliant player from Mount Leinster at centre back. I put, um, Probably didn't play a lot of hurling in this position, but I put him there on on this team that I picked. I put Paddy Quirk at centre back, um, and I put. You asked me to put myself on the team, so I put myself at seven. Are you okay with that backline, Kevin? Did Paddy Quirk ever play centre back? I'd say he did in some games, but I I picked him on this team at centre back. And right, uh, okay. Are you happy enough with that backline? Astro, look, it's your backline, so I'm not going to disagree with you. I can't say whether I'm happy or not. As long as you're happy with it, it's the main thing. Like, but uh, yeah, it's certainly an unusual one with Paddy Cork centre back, anyway. But uh, that 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 raised a few eyebrows, not out. I put in the middle of the field two fine hurlers, Pat Cody and Brendan Hayden, in the middle of the field. I picked a half forward line of. Um, I picked Niall English at wing forward. He was a fantastic hurler. Would. Carlo Town, who weren't probably as strong a club as maybe the other senior clubs in the county at the time, but English was a fantastic sticks man. I put him at um, 10. I put a guy that I hurled with from club, from school level, to from under 14 with a county 16, minor 21, um, everything at centre forward. Mark Mullins, a fantastic hurler, hurled with Cork, Napiersic, won two senior championships with Napiersic in, in, in Cork at centre forward. Um, and I put a guy from St Mullins at wing forward, Pat Mosey Murphy, who was a very passionate hurler from St Mullins, a Kito hurler. And no, no mean uh, player to throw, throw a slitter over the bar. Um, <clears throat> I went into the full forward line then, and uh, I picked as right full Robbie Foley, a guy with a great hand, and uh, always, always good to get a goal for you. Um, I put him at right full. I put Big Des Murphy at full forward. Um, took an awful lot of punishment. Um, in the Carlo jersey, but was always willing to go back for more and uh, give a lot of it as well. Unreal, the punishment the man took. And just, but so unselfish, throw hand passes to lads and that. And at the other, on the other corner, I put um, Joe Hayden, who was a real opportunist hurler. Um, 
I remember playing in London in the All Ireland B final in in ninety two, and Joe Hayden didn't strike a ball in the first half of the game, and uh, I think in the second half, the London defence lapsed on him, and he hit one three from play. So that's the type of player you were dealing with. Um, he mightn't do anything for the first half, but in the second half, he could he he could just light up the place, you know. So that's the fifteen players I picked on the hurling team, Kevin. Good stuff. Good stuff, right? Football. Um, the football, okay. Um, I picked in the goal on the football. I picked um, Pat Dorn of St Patrick's in Tullo, a very, very reliable goalie, a great shot stopper, and with a very, very accurate kick out. Um, in the full back line, I would have put. Uh, Brian Farrell, who I regard as a very, very good man marker and a very, very good footballer with a lot of pace. Um, full back, I would have put Tom Cullen. Um, he would have been around on that 88, 89, and that good team in the he's that Carlo had uh, played his club football with Cola, but a fantastic, um, big, strong athlete of a footballer. And that left full back, I would have put Delay, Andrew Carden, who I regarded as. Um, an absolutely fantastic man marker would have a brilliant attitude towards playing the game and I put him at at four. Um on the halfback line I would have put a player that I didn't play that much with but was well regarded everywhere you went and that was Larry or Affili. Um at six I put Sean Kavanagh. Wouldn't have played that much football there, but I just had to have Sean Kavanagh in the team. He gave 10 or 12 good solid years of service to the county and was always he known mean footballer either left or right foot and uh, I just his attitude was spot on his commitment was spot on and I just had to have him in the team and I put him in at centre back Sean Kavanagh and on the other wing I put uh, Willie Quinlan who had a fantastic attitude towards the game as well and real enthusiasm and energy towards playing with the county and uh, I put him at seven. So that's from the goal to the half-back line, Kevin. Yeah, very, very solid so far. Um, into the middle of the field, I put uh, the tower and Tommy Dwyer in the middle of the field. I would have played with Tommy, not only maybe for two years, but look, um, a fantastic footballer for a hu- huge big man and a great fielder of the ball and for a big man so skillful. Um I put partnered him with Tom Welch, um, who I regard as very, very good footballer as well. Gave you everything when he was playing and uh, a good driving force around the middle of the field. Um, so into the forwards then, Kevin, I went with a 10, Mark Carpenter, who was who had a brilliant football and brain, pace, good finisher, and, and just had to be in the team. At 11, I put Paddy Quirk. Um, what can you say like about him is just motivated huge ability uh gave it everything for club and county so i put him at 11 and uh you asked me who i put at 12 so i put myself at 12 um kevin uh so into the full forward line i put your head in at 13 an opportunist um always capable of getting scores always capable of winning threes um a wily customer at that level and i had a had a great way of uh, tormenting cornerbacks. Um, 
at full forward, I put Willie Dial of O'Hanrens, um, because just a big, strong, burly man as well at full forward, a huge uh, operator as well, Australian rules as well. And uh, I didn't play that much with him, but I would have played one or two games with him. But very, very uh, fine player. And at 15, I put Colm Hayden, another big, strong, powerful man with huge football ability as well. And I suppose he ended up um, maybe having a car accident that maybe cut short um, a bit off his career there at inter-county level. But that's the 15 players I would have picked on on, on the football, Kevin. You're not going to be popular in all Auckland, are you? I don't think there's any other Auckland out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, no, look... Um, yeah, and I, and like I would have been picking lads that were just on on huge ability there, and there's a lot of good footballers on that team. Kevin, be very very hard to get in, very very hard to get into that team. You go back through it, like um, you know, there's a lot of huge footballers on that team. Um, they're from the All Ireland winning B team to the Auburn Cup winning team to the AEA and '89. 88 and 89 team there that was a lot of good footballers on it as well but look um i could only pick 15 i could pick another four or five of each but i could only pick 15 but uh they're the 15 i'm not going to be popular anyway but uh they're they're the they're the 15 i picked yeah you, you might have said at some stage that you don't be you don't if you're winning you're not popular anyway so <laughs> yeah. popular kevin size yeah. of it yeah, so come here, just a couple of quick things before we wrap it up. You've been very good with your time. Uh, first of all, lads that were kind of unlucky to miss out on both of those teams, did you have many headaches there? Is there a few notable mentions at all? Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would um, definitely say in in football, like um, my own top mate, John Hayden, uh, I would have been a huge... Uh, admire a Brian Carberry playing. I would have been a huge admirer of Brian Carberry as a footballer as well. Um, good score getter for the county when he was playing. Um, also, Anthony Muckle Keaton, maybe another huge opportunist playing football as well. And um, there was one or two other guys that I played. Maybe I played Red McNown of Michael. I played football with, but. He only played with the county for one year, really, you know, um, played schools with him, but, but a, a really, really good footballer. But he's like, he's you're competing there with Tommy Dwyer and you're competing with Tom Welch. Um, uh, outside of that, um, in the in the hurling, really, maybe, maybe David Dyla St. Mullins would have had strong stake to claim there after Connor forward. Maybe our own Johnny Kavanagh won three senior hurling championships. Would would near breed as well, but um, that's look at their lads that could have could have gone in there, you know. But look at I pick fifteen that I thought on mirrored, and you know, there's there's always going to be a couple of lads that's going to be left out, and maybe and, and that Joe Broderick also a very very good shot stopper in the football as well. Um, but look. That's the team. They're the two teams I picked anyway, Kevin. And um, just lads, maybe a little bit unlucky not to get in, you know. Yeah, a couple of quick fire ones before we finish up. Toughest opponent in both cards, John. Um, I would, I would, um, the tough. I, I, 
I'll go outside the county on this. I think I think Joe Cooney was probably the strong, was probably the toughest opponent I met on a on a on a hurling field. Um, he was an elegant hurler. He was very very. He was a great striker with the ball off of both sides, and he was very very deceiving as well. I put him. He's the most difficult opponent, I'd say, in hurling and um, in football. I would say one of the best footballers I met was Len Ryan of Kildare. A very, very sturdy footballer, committed and very, very pacey as well and top-class footballer as well. Right. Um, the best you've played with then in both courts. So who's the best player you played with in both? And uh, you can bring in Interprovincials into this as well because I know you did do that. We didn't do that much on the on the conversation over the last hour. So I'll open that up to you. Um yeah, you're looking you're looking for players that I would have played with. Um look at I played in we played um in a in a a rare cup trial one day in in Port in um, Newbridge, the rest the rest of Leinster played played um, Kildare. Um, I played with Kieran Wheel, a fantastic footballer on that day, an absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic footballer. Um, so um, he was he was as good a player as a, as a, as I played with. Um, um, I suppose in 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 hurling, um, I would have played with many many powerful players as well. Um, look at your man in Kilkenny, a very very good player. Would have played on a Motor Railway Cup team as well. Andy Comfort, now Ireland winning captain with Kilkenny as well. Mm. There, there we go. Well, last one then. Is there many grounds or any ground in Ireland that you didn't play in from a county point of view, given the fact that you played both codes and you played for whatever length of time it was, 17 years? There can't be too many grounds that you haven't seen. What, Kevin? Is, is there any ground or many grounds that you actually haven't played in, considering you played for so long with Carlo and both codes? Um, yeah, I'd say there's a, there's a few grounds like Sure, I would have played all around um, uh, a county probably that I didn't play in. Um, I think I played in all the northern. I played in all the all the northern counties. Um, I would have played in all the the west of Ireland. Um, Probably one one place I didn't play was in Cork in Parky Keeve. Um, I was injured the same day in a league match in football, so I didn't play. Right, so literally nearly every other ground bar, one or two, like. Yeah, well, I was I was around. I mightn't have been in the in the, in the, in the main pitch in it, but we would have. Yeah. Uh, it's very going might like. Be, might have been in. We would have played in Tralee and places like that, in Kerry and hurling and. Look, you'd be in Waterford as well there in Faherfield in the football down Garvin and that and uh um Limerick, Askeaton, all those places and Torless and that as well, Kevin. So that's the general run of it. 
It was getting their time you got tripped to Australia and all eight, so <laughs> after seeing enough of Ireland. <laughs> you're after seeing enough of Ireland. It was time to go to Australia and all eight. Um Johnny, come here, look, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you over the last hour. And um thanks for joining us here on, on the Left Me Back podcast, all right. Thanks a million, Kevin. Thanks a million. Yes, so there you have it, folks. The story of Johnny Nevin, who some people class as the king of Close Sutton, despite the fact that William Mullins, of course, is from the same neighbourhood, but there must be something in the water that has to be said around that area for sure. Um, that's it for this week and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. It is of course completely free to do so and the 5 star ratings on Apple Podcasts do help in getting us up the leaderboard in the charts. Um, our thanks to our sponsors, Caro Dental Centre, your award-winning dental clinic located in Great Cullen, open 7 days a week offering all types of dentistry for you and your family, the very best dental care at affordable prices. Call the reception team on 059 9173762 or you can visit the website at carodentalcenter.ie make the call and start loving your smile episode 2 will of course be coming your way soon so stay tuned for that and until next time take care <laughs>